It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. What's up, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Hope this finds you well on this wonderful Monday. Thank you for downloading and listening to me today. On today, I've come to a conclusion, and we're going to get to that conclusion here in just a minute, but a thought process has developed over the last four games, really, that I will expound upon here in just a minute. We'll also preview the series with the Brewers, a very, very, very important series for this Red Legs team that begins today. But before we get to all of that, make sure that you're subscribed on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Locked On Reds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as well. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. So the Reds come out of St. Louis and they win one out of the four. I was thinking that they'd split. They did not do that. They should have at least, at the very least, split. Because that Friday night game was just bizarre. But all in all, a very frustrating series. The Reds scored 10 runs in four games. Six of those 10 runs came on two swings of the bat. You had a grand slam by Matt Davidson, and you had a two-run home run by Eugenio Suarez on Sunday. Otherwise, they were shut out on Saturday, and they ended up losing 5-4 to four on Friday. Talked about that a lot on the last podcast, right before I talked with Bobby Nightingale. Had a little bit of a rant on that. I was a little bit upset. We're not going to get into that, though. I've got a thought here, and it's something that I've been avoiding. It's something that I've been resisting. When I look at this team, I feel like there are areas that you can evaluate and come to different conclusions. All of those conclusions are beginning to point in one direction. I've, I've gotten plenty of reactions from people suggesting that it's David Bell's fault, that it's time to move on from David Bell. And I've been saying, no, 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 no. He's just a scapegoat. There's other problems. There's other things that need to be addressed. And if those things are addressed, then we're fine. We don't, we don't care about David Bell's overmanagement style and and things of that nature. But the more that you watch this team, and maybe you can still pin it on the whole four-day layoff because of the COVID situation with the positive test and all of that stuff, but at the same time, are we really going to sit here and say that a week has passed And this Reds team is still in a malaise because of that one situation? Because if that is the case, then we are pointing to David Bell. We are pointing to management and how they've gotten this team ready, how they've gotten them prepared for these games. I don't know what on earth more you need to motivate a team other than to say the sense of urgency 
should be ratcheted up. It's a shorter season. We can afford less and less bad games, less and less mistakes, less and less games where you only get two or three hits. And they've done that two days in a row. And and they've gotten shut down by the Cardinals, who they themselves aren't even to the point in the season where they've played as many games as as the Reds have. So you're going to tell me that the Reds were affected by the COVID thing, but the Cardinals weren't? That that doesn't make sense. Again, that points back to David Bell. And and just watching this team, from my perspective, and and look, I'm not – a manager. I'm not working in a front office of a baseball team or anything like that. I am simply observing. I I am watching every game and looking to see different signs. How are players reacting? How are things going? They seem boring. And you may have seen some of that around social media. Some people saying, oh boy, these, these guys are just boring. And if they're not boring, then they're uninspired. At least that's how it appears. Look, and if you're sitting here thinking, boy, that, that, that's harsh. How, how can you judge a man's motivation? How can you judge his inspiration just by watching him on television? It just, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't know how you explain this because... I was going to look, because I was curious, because another 0-4 performance from Joey Votto out of the leadoff spot. The fact that the Reds have put Joey Votto in there, that means that they're searching for answers out of the leadoff batting position. Joey's not provided them. In fact, Joey has gotten so much worse as far as the way that he has looked since they put him in that leadoff position. And overall, he's looked pretty bad. So I was like, okay, let's let's look at this from a season standpoint to this point. What what have the Reds leadoff hitters done to this point? The absolutely eye-opening statistic that I saw whenever I looked at the leadoff hitting statistics for the Reds is the fact that every position in the lineup is piss poor. All right, so fifth. if Whoever's batting fifth for the Reds seems to rake. But other than that, we're not talking about a revelation on any certain spot in the lineup. You go one through nine. Instead of a team that we thought the Reds were going to be with this lineup, instead of the just unit of mashers, a bunch of guys that were going to produce runs, produce hits, get on base, and cause havoc for the NL Central, this is a pedestrian lineup. They absolutely have no teeth whatsoever. There's not one guy right now. Nick Castellanos has cooled off considerably. Jesse Winker looks like the best hitter in the lineup. And if I told you in February that Jesse Winker was going to be the best hitter in this lineup, then you say, boy, there's one of two things. Either the team is absolutely phenomenal and Jesse Winker is just breaking out, or, oh boy, we're in trouble. Guess what? We're in trouble. The Reds are in third place. Yes. A nice little winning streak would vault them easily into second place, easily into a playoff position. That is true. But has anything that you've seen from this team over the last week told you that that is possible? Has anything happened 
even the Matt Davidson Grand Slam almost, I mean, the, the Reds won that game because of that Grand Slam, and you almost felt as if, oh, 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 wow, how about that? The Reds won. That's nice. You weren't expecting it. That was a super surprise, and except for that Grand Slam, the rest of that game was pretty boring from a Reds lineup standpoint. And yeah, we've seen some better performances from the bullpen here as of late, but what's that done? We've seen some amazing pitching performances as of late. In fact, Wade Miley looked better in his last start. Five innings, three runs allowed. That's what you want from your number five starter. You're not expecting a shutout. You're not expecting a complete game from Wade Miley. That's a very solid start from him. But the fact that the lineup just can't get anything going, it does not matter. If a pitcher gives up one run right now for the Reds, it it seems like they're just so far back. And if they give up two, you might as well end the game there. There's no inspiration in this lineup. There's no teeth. And I don't know... How you explain it? Because I, I've looked at shift statistics. I've looked at, obviously, their batting average on balls in play is still ridiculously low. They are last in the major leagues, and they're like 20-something points behind second to last, which is the Indians. And major league average is like 50 points higher than them. But But that's been that way for a while. It's been that way for probably a solid 10 days. It's not as if it's something that has just all of a sudden, oh man, the bottom's falling out. It's a trend. And it makes you wonder if it's a trend they can get out of. And I know that the Enquirer, they had this article talking about the baseball gods and, and we're hoping that the baseball gods are on the red side and, and luck turns their way. But are we really to the point with a team that just spent $160 million plus on free agents to make it better, to open the window, to get them to contention? Are we really to the point that the only thing we have to rely on is luck? You're not going to blow it up. You're not going to blow up this team. You're not going to trade everybody. You're not going to start over. This roster was built with playoffs in mind, with contention in mind, just not just for this year, but for years to come. And you've even got Trevor Bauer saying how much he loves the city of Cincinnati. He was asked about if he's thinking about the possibility of being traded away, and obviously he says no because he's a professional. But at the same token, this is not something that is a one-year thing. You're not looking at the front office and saying, boy, they did not put an adequate team on the field. On paper, this team should be far better than they are. Then that points to David Bell. And congratulations, everybody, who's been very against David Bell. And I've tried to stand here and say that it's not his fault. It's not, I'm not pointing the finger at him. I have turned the finger toward him. I've, turned, I, I've begun to point at him and say, you got to fix it. You got to get better. You got to change something. I tweeted out this quote, and this was from Sam LeCure on the postgame Reds Live after the loss on Sunday. He said that some players need the pat on the butt for motivation or something like that. And some players need a brick over the head. Maybe it's time to change to a brick over the head for everybody because it just does not seem like anybody has any sort of inspiration, motivation, whatever you have. You watch this team, and let's face it, with all of the entertainment options these days, I know I love the Reds as much as anybody. I love the Reds as if they were my own family. 
But can most of you sit here and say that you have not thought, boy, you know what? I got this video game that I really want to play. Luigi's Mansion 3, by the way, very solid on the Switch. Been playing that a lot lately. Very nice game. Big Nintendo guy over here. Have you looked at your queue on Netflix or on Hulu and said, some of these shows look better than what I'm sitting here enduring, as most people have used this word, enduring this Reds game. There needs to be a shakeup. And every time someone asks David Bell about a shakeup, he always says, we love this team. We, we believe in this team. We believe in these guys. All right. Got to see it. Got to see it soon. And we're going to talk about why here in just a minute as we preview this Brewers series. But they've got to make some tweaks. They've got to make some fixes and do something. Because what they've been doing all year obviously has not worked. And if you are looking at making some tweaks and some fixes to your car, check out rockauto.com. They've got all the parts that your car will ever need, and they've got reliably low prices at that. If you go to brick-and-mortar stores, they're going to gouge you. They're going to charge high prices, and you're going to walk out of there losing more than just your wallet. Go to rockauto.com. They've got great prices, and they'll bring the parts to you. So you don't have to get out. You don't have to put on a mask. You don't have to worry about contracting COVID-19. They can deliver everything to your door. Check out rockauto.com. They've also got a very easy-to-use interface that has all of the car companies down the left side. You pick yours, you pick your model, you pick your car, ba-boom. They have a drop-down list of parts for your car, all the parts that your car will ever need. And when you're checking out, there's a little box that'll say, how did you hear about us? Type in Locked On MLB to let them know that your pal Jeff from the Locked On Reds podcast sent you. That's rockauto.com for all the parts your car will ever need. And when they ask how you heard about them, type in Locked On MLB. Let's have an important series coming up with the Brewers here starting tonight in Milwaukee for a game set. They are in the middle of a very long stretch of division games within the NL Central. Obviously, I mean, you either play the NL Central or the AL Central, so most of the season is going to be this way. But they're in the middle of a stretch of 28 games that are super important to this season. And when you look at these next four games, you've got Trevor Bauer on the mound tonight against Brett Anderson. And this is a game that the Reds, I I mean, I don't want to sit here and say they have to win it, but they've got to stop the bleeding. They've got their man on the mound. Trevor Bauer, I, I, I don't know too many other people in the National League that are as high up on the Cy Young list right now as he is. They've got him on the mound. And when you've got him on the mound, you've got to score not that many runs to win. I mean, dude's going to pitch amazing. And to say that he's going to pitch a shutout out of the gate, that's a little short-sighted. I'm not going to say that he's going to pitch a shutout, but you can really expect him to limit the Brewers to only a few runs. The Brewers and the Reds currently are tied at 11 and 15. They're both in third place right behind the Cardinals, who with their win on Sunday, went over 500 now for the season at 9-8. and eight. So winning percentage-wise, they're ahead of the Reds there. But if the Reds can make some hey, I really want to see them win three out of these four games here in Milwaukee because that'll help out. And when I was looking at a trend that I kind of saw happening, and this was after Saturday night's game, so you know you add a game in there, at the roughly like 44% mark of the season, something like that. Where the Reds were in 2019, uh, they're very much the same winning percentage-wise. However, 
this is the point in the year, last year, where they went on that nice little six-game win streak that included sweeping the Astros over all teams in the middle of the season. And this is kind of where we started to get them good vibes. And then the middle of 2019, I don't know if maybe that was just me, but I was feeling some good vibes about that team. I thought, okay, maybe there's something that could happen. Maybe they can make some noise here throughout the rest of the season. This is the point where the Reds really need to go because if they get like, you know, I don't know, six games in a row, then we're talking about a vastly different situation than we are right now. But if they're going to keep doing this thing where they flounder, win one, lose one, win two, lose two, that sort of thing, maybe win one, lose three, i.e. this past weekend, we're probably not talking about what we want to see because we want to see this team make the playoffs and this series is very much a key. And I'm looking at a couple of guys. Now, on the on the lineup side, I'm telling you what, I've been impressed. And it's not just because he hit a grand slam. He got robbed quite a few times over the weekend. And that's Matt Davidson. Dude's been crushing it. Been hitting the ball really hard lately. His expecting batting average is a little bit higher than where he is right now. I'm looking to see some more out of him. I want to see him in the lineup a little bit more, which I think we'll see tonight as Brett Anderson is a lefty. So expect Matt Davidson in the lineup. Want to see some more out of him. See some more from Gino. I mean, Gino, before that home run, his on-base percentage was higher than his slugging percentage. It was at 283, and his slugging percentage was at 277. Probably went up a little bit, so maybe now it's higher than his on-base, but I'm not saying that it's high. I'm not saying that it's good. We still need Gino to go. Get him going. That's good. The Reds got to figure out a lot of stuff with their lineup, man. And I don't know where that begins. I'd, maybe that just is luck. But I hate sitting here saying that they've been unlucky because we're now almost halfway through the season. And you can only make excuses for so much longer until you have to start looking to next year. We're almost to that point where you worry. And, and they can still slip in. And I, I really feel like if they slip into the playoffs, they can make some noise with this starting rotation and a lineup that has the talent. Don't, don't get it twisted. This lineup has the talent to get hot and score runs. We just haven't seen it yet. When you break down the Reds lineup, obviously, statistically, the best hitter right now, Jesse Winker, he's got an OPS of 1,077, 1.077, and a batting average of 314, which is nice. Then there's a little bit of a drop-off to a 944 OPS in Nick Castellanos, although his batting average is 242. Probably there around where we kind of figured he would be this year, 250, 260, a little bit lower than that. Then you got Matt Davidson, who hasn't played as, as much as some of the other guys. Nick Senzel, who's on the shelf right now. Mike Mostakis, who hasn't really had a chance to get going because of different injuries and ailments and things like that. He's batting 212 with a 781 OPS. And then there's just a huge drop-off. Believe it or not, after the guys like Winker, Castellanos, Davidson, Senzel, Moose, then you've got Kirk Casale and Freddie Galvis. Aristides Aquino on the OPS side is still up there, and he's only played in five games. He only got eight at-bats, so tiny sample size, not that great. Kyle Farmer, then Joey Votto. Joey Votto, if, if, if Eugenio Suarez wasn't struggling as much as he is, we'd be talking about how much Joey Votto is struggling as much as he is. He's hitting 207. 
He's getting on base 337. His on-base percentage is 337. It's way, way lower than the Joseph Daniel Votto than we know. It seems as though the decline phase continues for him, and I'm hoping that he can turn it around. But we're going to dive deeper into him the rest of this week, kind of looking at some numbers on Joey and some things that we're kind of worried about when we're looking at our man Joseph. And then Suarez is right below Votto. Shogo, who I still think we haven't seen enough from to really make a judgment call on, though you're a little bit worried about the fact that his on base is 307. You'd like to see that higher based on the profile that we heard from him coming out of Japan. But all in all, it just feels like the whole team is mired in a slump that when a couple of them get going, the rest of them are just going to explode but we've been waiting on that now for like a week. It's got to start today. Hopefully, it'll start against Brett Anderson and the Brewers. That will be tonight up in the city of Milwaukee at Miller Park beginning at 8, 10 p.m. on your television set. We'll see that happen. We'll see what the Reds can do this week. It's got to be a winning week. I don't even know that a 500 week is going to make us feel good. We need to see an above 500 week from our Red Legs to start feeling good because like I mentioned in the first half, they're kind of boring right now. They're kind of uninspired. We're kind of looking at David Bell like, hey, it's like that gif of the guy poking at with a stick. It's like, come on, man, do something. Get something going here. Let's see what happens. Hopefully we get some winning Reds baseball back because it's driving me crazy with all the expectations we had for the team. And they were rightful expectations. For those out there, there are only a couple, so I'm not speaking to a majority here, but there are a couple of people that are just like, see, I told you there was nothing to be happy about. There was nothing to have high expectations. What what gives, man? Like, Why are you even a fan at that point? But we had high expectations for a reason. They just got to get it going. And hopefully... That'll be tonight. That'll do it, though, for today here on the podcast. Hopefully tomorrow we'll be talking about a winning game in Milwaukee. But until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Make sure you're subscribed and follow me on Twitter and social media. Now tell your smart device to play Locked On MLB, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.